0: Hi, all. Welcome to episode 20 of the Game Week Navigators. I'm Aditya, and as usual, I have Leong and Sankar with me. Apologies, we are late. We're late by four minutes. It's a lot. So I was just telling the boys that whoever you know is late for the stream is going to be fined in terms of FPL points. So we will decide what transfer you will do. The delay, <laughs> we will give the transfers for this week. <laughs> yes, maybe. With that being said, I mean, we have the poster by Watkins for Game Week 7. Two of us had a good game week seven in terms of points. I mean, decent, not great, but purely because of this man on our screen. Okay. That being said, let's let's look at our talking points. So as usual, we look at a few of the transfer trends, uh, plays that have been bought in. We'll, we have few injury news and updates in terms of what you've seen over the last few days, and even from last week or so. Uh, very tough, right? Tough two weeks for us in terms of navigating. Uh, that's why we are there, the game week navigators, <laughs> to help you navigate. I think nice pun about it. Anyways, game week eight, we look at the fixtures. We look at few of the interesting dilemmas that uh, we, we, we are witnessing this week, and maybe few questions that we should be answering uh, in terms of game week nine, World cards as well. We look at the captaincy options and our bus teams. I will not uh, ask how we performed in game week 7, I will uh, I will skip this so that Sankalp can at least enjoy this hour <laughs> or, or stream. So, let's uh, look at the transfer strengths. Okay, very interesting transfer ins. Is it very interesting or it's purely based on form and fixture put together guys? What do you see here?
1: Yeah, so for for me, um, finally a week that uh I follow the transfer trends because usually I'm uh, my transfers are not in the top five transfers, and this week I have uh, made two transfers to bring in Son and Cash. So finally, I, I I follow the trend. Uh, and also um, you look at the sales. Okay, uh, again last week we, we, we discussed about Rashford being being sold, and again this week uh is uh being sold by uh even more managers now. So I think we'll, we'll discuss later whether we should keep him or not. Uh, despite he, I think he has one assist uh, in, in the, the in the Galatasaray game. Uh, so uh, obviously people ignore that as well. And also Embrymo as well. I think people lost patience after um, uh, some toothless uh, weeks weeks from, from Brentford. I think, finally, they, they, they feel the loss of uh, Tony. Uh, so uh, other than that i think uh, most of the transfers are good one and uh, as mentioned earlier for for watkins uh, me and aditya finally we, we jump ahead of the ship uh, for once uh, this season so anything else you that uh, you can say about this Cup?
2: Uh, i mean i sold watkins like 3 4 weeks ago and i feel like uh, good luck chuck for watkins <laughs> you know ever since i've sold him is on a green run I just find it difficult to go back to him. I've got Alvarez. I'm glad he just got a goal. Uh, but uh, I think uh, he's one of those guys who, are, who we have been underrating a lot. right? And also he started his season in a way <coughs> where he was getting a lot of assists. He was not getting goals. But he changed it completely uh, last game week. right? A uh, hat trick and I think he could have got more as well. <laughs> Thankfully he did not. Uh, but he feels like a great glue pick to have at Villa as an attacking team are doing well and uh, they have a set play and it involves Watkins be it via goals, be it via assists, unless you get greedy like me and try out different things go to ISA, go to Wilson, go to Jesus and then uh, you know find your way uh, I think Watkins is a great way to save transfers, stay there
1: yeah, actually I got an interesting question earlier uh, before this this, this uh, stream that someone asked me is it worth taking a, a hit uh, to transfer out Alvarez for, for, for Watkins and I, I told him uh, no, because even though uh, Man City have a, a tough game against Arsenal, I think uh, Alvarez after being rested in the Champions League, I think he can do uh, really well against Arsenal. So I don't think it's worth a, a, a hit. Uh, even though Watkins is really on form and in, in, with great fixtures and all that, I think it's worth keeping our rest for uh, a few yeah. more weeks.
2: Yeah, I think most of us knew that Brighton game was perfectly fit for uh, you know Emery's side, and they would be able to play through them because they have the quality to play through that press. And then, uh, obviously, the Brighton squad also has a lot of injuries. He has a lot of squad rotations that never helps uh, RDZ, right? But you don't get that perfect atmosphere perfect setting every week and wolves are the antithesis i think Wolves' style is now fairly similar to uh, villa and they are shown that against city as well so it won't be as easy and i don't i definitely don't see a haul right and that's the reason i won't go there for a hit the only thing is how how deeply you want Watkins, right and wow. maybe you feel that you don't have the money in the bank because after this they have uh, West Ham at home, then Forest, uh Luton. I think Luton is the only game which at home which I'll be worried about. But if you look at fixtures, they have Wolves, they have West Ham, they have Nottingham Forest, all of them counter-attacking sides who are going to sit deep and negate any sort of spaces that Watkins is going to get, right? So not worth a hit for me. I can understand the attraction, but looking at the fixtures, I would tell the managers, you know, be a bit bold, you know, take take it through take the price rises through, you might be the winner out of this entire thing.
0: Yeah, for me, at least I was very delighted I got those points because I stuck with Jackson from game week one to seven. So it is that I, 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 I deserve to get something out of transfer. I think probably transferring out was the best decision and it, yeah. it's, uh, as you said, I think it's, it's, uh, it's not like a mandate to get a not games Maybe if you're wild or so, obviously you have a lot of transfers to play around, and you would always obviously look to build a template team that is sort of in form and obviously also has favorable fixtures. So it's fine; it makes sense. Alvarez obviously long-term move, and long-term he's a long-term player, and I think obviously till the season ends, most of us will get Alvarez at some point of time. And I think if you have Alvarez, I think he's a season keeper at this point, right? You don't expect. Yeah, I mean, the easiest route right to CT, right?
2: This is an odd season, right? Where you have a lot of good players, and sometimes you'll have a week where Sun will come in and score 19 points, sometimes you will have Watkins 23 points, Odegaard gave me 17 points last week, I'm so happy, right? So, uh, I cannot tell whether a player is a glue pick this season but at the same time that timing is so difficult to maintain right so if you're read of the game you are so confident about the read of your game that you know hey this is where the haul is coming you can hop around or you can just sit and you know 4 5 weeks within 4 5 weeks you'll get that haul even bruno had a good double digit when it come to came to North, nottingham forest uh, Rashford gave eight or nine points against that then that match. so everyone is getting point in cycles either you keep hopping and finding the right side of players or you just no, you know, not to and wait out your hall.
0: I think that's unpredictable, right? If all of us knew went to jump ship and get in place, I think we would have won FPL multiple times. So
2: you would have been close to it. I think.
0: <laughs> at least close to it. Yeah. Anyways, I think so far last few, in mean, at least until game Week 10, I think the most in player is always blank so far. Is that how the trend is working? Yes. Is that what we've seen? Yes, yeah, until
1: uh, the last game week where Morris uh, finally scored something. You see, the yeah, most transferred player, I think, last game week. I don't know whether it was him or Botman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bot-
0: I don't know it's because Botman Bot- was, right, yeah, Bot- <laughs> was right. on top. So even I don't know. Maybe it would have been Morris. Maybe towards the end. But anyways, we've got Song Hyunmin as the first most. I. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just to make fun. It's, it's like the early kickoff curse. K in August curse and all the other things is just going to be washed out at some point when the players will start scoring. So just, just ignore the just for fun. We look at the transfer outs. I mean Estupinian and Chilwell obviously they're rolled out for long term, at least for bare minimum a month for Estupinian. And Chilwell is out for two months, is what we've heard. And uh Embermo obviously uh change in fixture, and I think that's not a bad shout against United. <laughs> surprising, I'm yeah. saying
2: that. It's not I him and I'm sitting on him. Uh, I don't know who to sell. I, I want to get someone like Madison. Uh, I have the money now because I could downgrade Hupinian to a, a lamp, uh, lamp tea. <laughs> right? But I don't know whether uh, United is the right week to sell, and then I think the week after they have another good fixture and they are Burnley or so. Right, so feels yeah. a bit tough. I, I might just sell out DiB and hope for the best because. If he doesn't play this week, it's a one-week risk rather than two-week risk. Uh, but something to look at.
1: Yeah, since mm-hmm. Sankab, since you mentioned T as well, so we might as well just discuss about him. Uh, so, his, uh, like, like we know, he's now 3.9 million, so it's really cheap. And uh, I think it's a direct replacement for If uh, I think who else can play there? Uh, maybe Igor can play there. I think we mentioned that. Uh, so, based on what you see the limited games you see from lemty do you think he's a good option for, for especially for people who wow cuts now? <coughs> I think
2: uh, I, if in my current mind, uh, I am expecting him to play three matches and the fourth ma- match is Dicey, right? That's how uh, the news we are getting, uh, right? He's not a bad player in the previous seasons. I think two seasons back, he, he was a great option for us. It's just that he's a lot injury prone. Uh, right uh, so in my mind he should be a starter ahead of figure he's more attacking in nature he uh, he gave that assist in the united match uh, though it was not technically assist I mean it was technically assist but not uh, one that he had created but the idea is uh, whether you want to use it as a you know fund mover you know you want to use it in a way that you can upgrade it at some other place for example for me this week, I was hoping to just take Richard and hope for the best. But now that I got this news, I thought, hey, why not create it an opportunity and get two players right? So I like it more if it is a combination of two moves rather than as a solo move as of today because I think the next two weeks it's difficult for us to play him. I, I, I will play him most. Maybe I'll play him against Liverpool, but Liverpool City are non clinched fixtures. Right. The third week looks good, and fourth week, again, we are expecting Estupinian to that. So, there's not a lot of benefit out of it. It is if the other move that you are making in combination comes out really well.
1: Yeah, and also I noted that uh, Lamptey actually, uh, other than left left back, he, he can also play in the right back position. I think he started together with Estupinian. Uh, the left, he started on the right. So, uh, I think a, a lot of options and a lot of uh, opportunities for him to play. So, we'll see. Because he's, he's cheap, I think you can just bench him. So no problem about it. Yeah,
2: yeah. That, that's the best part.
0: Next, we have Saka, who's currently flagged. And with that, let's move on to the next. Let's go to the flag players first, and then we'll look at the uh, game eight fixtures. So obviously, with Saka, I'll go to Sankal straight away. What is the latest Any anything that we're hearing or is he probably you know, it's like it's not a long-term
2: injury that we are aware of. Even if he misses the City match, we know that he comes for Chelsea away. Uh, if you have him, I don't think it's a sell. If you don't have him, it's not a buy. I mean, why will you buy him for in front of a City match, right? So, for me, he's a hold. I, if I have him, ideally, I would like to play him. And uh, the way Arteta uses Saka, we know he will start him. If there is even a slight chance, you know, 30-40% to 40% chance that that guy can play, he will play him. Uh, So, in my mind, I don't see a reason to sell him, primarily because I think Chelsea away and both the week after we have Sefford, looks good fixtures, Uh, it's just the City match, so yeah, so if you look at the long term fixtures, I think City and Newcastle are the two matches which are a bit (coughs) tough, he's blanked only one week this season and that is the one where he gave his penalty away to Odegaard, I think Palace match, right, so he can he can more or less give you points every week. I don't think he's a sell-sell kind of a guy.
1: Yeah, I have to ask, uh, since you mentioned about penalty, you know, you know I'm ask, going to ask you this question. So why is uh, Saka doing charity last game, game? Because he could have had a uh, hat-trick and he ends up with uh, uh give-away penalty. So what happened there?
2: I, I prayed a lot. I have Odegaard in my team. So I prayed so much, so much, Saka. Please give it to Paul, Odegaard. And it happened. <laughs>
1: But, but, but seriously, moving forward, uh, would he do that again? Do you think
2: uh, he's a uh, regular taker? I I think yes. Uh, I mean, I still feel Saka is a primary penalty taker, but I don't see him taking it every time. Uh, I think they're having fun with it. Uh, they realize that you know, uh, other players can take it. Odegaard is a really good penalty taker as well. So they gave it to Kai just to boost his confidence, which which is more of a one-time thing. I don't think Kai will get it again. Uh, but there is some rotation going to come when it comes to penalties. Saka is going to be the first guy, but every third penalty, I am going to hope maybe Audegard comes in, right? So that's one thing that we have to now keep in mind.
1: Yeah, and also there are some rumors I heard that uh, some people are saying Saka only takes penalty at home because he get nervous away. Then you give it away. <laughs> uh, do you think there's some any truth in that?
2: Uh, I think in. Uh, both the cases uh, I remember, uh, Palace, right? He was going to take the penalty, it's just that Odegaard went and asked for it, that's when he gave it away, right? So, uh, last match, uh, I, I don't see any pressure, right? I, I come on, that match was there for the taking, so I, I don't see Bournemouth away as a uh, pressure fixture for Saka not to try out a penalty, right? So, I As of now, it does not feel correct. Maybe something changes and we come to that conclusion, but now it feels more like gossip.
1: Yeah, so uh, I saw two Newcastle players on the list, so I just give some latest update. I think Botman, um, he won't be playing this game week. Uh, he'll take some time to heal during the international break, and hopefully he'll be fine. Um, after that, we don't know a lot about that. And Wilson as well. Wilson, um, he, he's not in the England squad, I think. And also, they mentioned that his uh, injury is quite um, not that good quite serious at the moment so I think he'll miss out again this game week and uh, we'll, we'll hear more news but I think he, he won't be playing so Isak will be starting again I, I, and, and, uh, yeah what it, is
2: the injury about uh, Wilson what did he get and what kind of injuries um,
1: not really sure but um, how uh, just mentioned that he, he, he's doing a last minute scan then some some news broke off that he, he's out for some some weeks so he, he, he didn't really go into details about, about into the injury as well uh yeah. and also we look at uh i think another one that caught my eyes as a as I think he's, he's, uh, he said he seems fine the last game but suddenly uh, some news broke off that he's injured and we know that uh, palace is already without uh Olise and also without um doubtful edward this game week so not sure how they are going to cope uh, uh, who they are going to play because i checked their attackers they don't really have a lot of attackers now in the squad So maybe they have to add add in some youth players i'm not sure how they're going to cope with that i think uh, edward is
0: back i think he was spotted in training or something i think that's that's what i read Uh, so he should. It was just, I think, a precautionary measure that he didn't play against United. So I think he should be in contention to play. So it's, it's only with Eze. I think he's out for six weeks, is what they said. So you need to uh, That's a big blow for Palace, obviously. Eze, Olice, Edward. It's kind of the three man talisman for them. Uh, another one is Musa Debi. I think, as far as what I saw against Brighton, Musa Debi is very important for Villa in terms of how quick they're able to build up their play and how efficiently he's been used in counter. So uh, we need to see whether he is available for the weekend. Otherwise, uh, it, it it is. I think it might be a bit tough for even Watkins because Diaby is someone who, who I think who takes a lot of shots whenever he gets it and that causes a lot of problem to the opposition. Defense. Obviously, counter, right? That's how Villa plays. So we need to see. Whether he's fit, but he's rolled out for, I think, the game today. So.
1: Yeah, and also they have uh, Ramsey as well with a uh, slight injury, so uh, all of their supporting players for Watkins uh, have some sort of problems, so not sure Watkins will be isolated or not, and so we have to <laughs> to see. But because Diaby is one of my uh, planned transfers this week, and I, I heard news about him having some problems, and I, I decided not to go, and I, I decided to, to go for cash in so we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, we really, really
0: um, yeah, I think we can do it right away now. I mean, s 2 is something, sorry, someone that uh, uh, is kind of, kind of out of nowhere. The news came out and everyone is like, oh, crap, another flag like, player now. What do we do? So I think s 2 to cash is going to be the bandwagon move for this week, more or less. We're going to see everyone jump and do that because purely you, you can take out the cash. To get in cash and uh, you can. <laughs> again, yeah, I mean, fixtures wise, yeah. Wise, wise, I think we'll have a, a good run on paper. And cash is obviously, I think his numbers are, I think, on top for defenders. So I think that's like sort of a no brainer if you want to do. I and mean, if you're down with 10 players. And you need to make one move to get in 11 players. So I think I'm in that boat. So I'm, I'm looking at doing a stupid net to cash. So I think that's that's one thing.
1: Yeah, actually before his injury news, uh, people um, uh, sort of want to hold on him because you look at his pictures after starting in game week 10, uh, people plan to bring him back in again because you look at game week 10, they have Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, Forest uh, Four good games in a row that uh, Espina can have a lot of uh, possible attacking returns. So now uh, the plan is scrapped and people only start uh, selling him. So his price, I'm not sure if his price has dropped, I think, by 0.1. I think it will drop, later, drop later. later.
0: Yeah, maybe tomorrow it should be.
1: Yeah, so it, it will definitely drop before the, the game week started.
0: Yeah, I mean even Villa's fixtures. If you see from ten to twelve, is not bad, right? It's Luton Forest and Fulham, so mm-hmm. it's equally how you see.
1: Yeah, and, and also, I, if people have him since game one, I think if you sell him now, you still will earn earn some value. Uh, before it's he fine. Drop. Yeah, yeah. So if if you got him for five,
0: you are safe for the initial draw. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think tomorrow when we get more updates from the press conferences. That's where the actual mania and frenzy of transfers will start because you might get an increased number of players who might get like hopefully not. So fingers crossed. Let's go to game week fixtures now. We spoke a bit of transfers, transfer trends, and injury plays. I mean, both were very much related. So game week fixtures: we have Spurs. They take on Luton. A uh, lot of. I think we are going to see a lot of. Uh, Madison and Son captain this week, purely because of this. And again, yeah, just for the sake of joke, it's the early kickoff game.
2: <laughs> yeah, now back to the early fixture, the uh, captain. And uh, we did something similar, right? We went for the Seffield match with a lot of Sun captaincy and it just didn't work out. Uh, though I do feel, uh, Luton are not as defensively solid as Seffield can be. And that's the reason I feel. It's a good move, but uh, I don't know. There's some battling about it. I'm more uh, looking forward to the Brighton Liverpool match. Again, uh, again, I feel uh, we are going to look so much into that Aston Villa match for bias. But our coach like R D Z, right? He corrects things fast. So it might not. We might have missed that train. Uh, right? Captaining a player against Brighton. I, I don't think this is the week to do that. But if you're going against Haaland, uh, it's Sanal Sala, right? staying uh, more or less uh, a bit more conservative, backing the prime player. So it's more or less uh, Sana Sala, and that is the reason it makes sense to go to someone like Sala.
1: Yep. Uh, so we mentioned about uh, Spurs just now. So we know that there are two fresh injuries from first and we, we saw just now Salomon is out uh, for some time and also uh, Brandon Johnson as well is, is injured. So. Um, People are starting to bring in. I think today's trend is people are starting to bring in Richardson again, and some are planning to captain him. So he was the <laughs> the the template pick uh, in game week one, and he again now he he, he came back as a pick again after everyone starts selling him. So, uh, what you guys think about it? Is this, is he worth, worth buying back again? Uh, after that uh, traumatic experience of owning him early on.
2: I didn't own him early on, uh, so. But I was looking to own him this week, primarily because uh, seeing the last match against Liverpool, I thought he was he played well. I, I think he hit the post once, he had an assist, right? So he he's pretty much involved there in the game, in the end point. And uh, Solomon was the only alternative for Spurs. And once he is out, now that we know, minutes is secured, he looks like a good punt in a good attack. That's all. Uh, at his price, he's nothing more than a punt. Uh, I, I don't like people, uh, I mean, for me, it was more like I didn't have the option to own two players, but ideally, I would like you to have Richard as the second player rather than the first one or the only one.
1: Yeah, especially when now he he no longer play in the central position. I think now he moved forward to the left to accommodate uh Son in the central position. So, uh, looking forward to the interchange between these these two players because I think Spurs are running out of options up front. So, uh, they'll it get is extra. With Chelsea, son, yeah. because I could see the fact
2: Spurs are also doing a lot of you know switchovers, fast switchovers. and uh, thankfully it goes via Madison as well. But at the same time, it means that you there's a higher probability to find a attacker like Rich Allison without a marker, right? And uh, it gives him an opportunity to score. And I think he had two or three such opportunities against Liverpool. And uh, given the fact that Luton are not exactly a strong defensive team, it does make sense to try him out as a punt. Again, I would like to repeat, he's a punt. Do not get frustrated if if it doesn't work out. If... You are deadheading your squad. For example, this game week eight, there are people who are going to wild card game week nine or game week ten. I I would feel comfortable taking a punt. You are not doing that great, you know. Take a punt like me, and it's great because you can rectify it within two weeks. But if you are someone who has to use his wild card, who will you know need to take a hit or so to get someone get him, I don't think it's a move worth it because there's frustration written all over it, especially this season. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and speaking about Luton, so so for Boris and Kabore owners, I I don't own I don't own any of them. So what do you do with these two players? Do you sell them? Do you keep them? Do you bench them? What do you do with them?
2: Eventually, I would uh, perhaps sell him uh, Right, in Lampty we might have a good 3.9 million guy, four million guy. I have both now, Lampty and Kabore. Uh, he's not looked bad, Kabore. He's looked good attacking-wise, but it's just that they don't look solid defensively. They are going to. More or less concede clean sheet in every other game, right? If you are into a complete strong three-four-three or three-five-two setup, it's great. There's a fact that there's so many injuries in the game, I would like you to have a fourth good defender, especially you know Newcastle giving us a great goal scorer like Burn, right? Uh, I always knew Burn is a, going to be a goal scorer. Bartman was always my backup. I know. <laughs> So that's the reason I don't see Kabore as a long-term move anymore. Uh, it was a good punt. Don't uh, you know push him out in a hurry, but at the same time, just look for alternatives. Move out as soon as you can.
1: So, so I think... I, I've always wanted to ask Aditya something. Hmm. So, what do you think about Man United's chance this game? <laughs> so
0: I I I just I just quickly uh, you know give my thoughts on the previous two things that we discussed. I mean. Rich Allison, he's someone who can go berserk anytime, like he's someone who can just haul massively. And we know how lethal of a finisher he is. So, if, if he gets his trunks, he's just going to bury him. So, I think embermo to DIB would have been the template move for this week if DIB wasn't flagged. So, we, we might see people who wildcard as a in nine or ten games. We cannot go for Rich it's not a bad shout. If you can't get in Yunmin Chan, but you have Madison, so it's not bad. So it makes sense. Kabore, I think, if you have if he's a fifth choice defender, it's fine in my case. But there will be a lot of lot of managers who will end up playing both the Luton players because they will be down to nine nine players purely because of the flag, flag issue at the moment. So it's it's not a bad shot. But yeah, that being now we'll come to United. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going wrong, to be honest. Uh, United has, Man have problems right from the top, so that's causing a bigger issue, which is leading to bad performances on the pitch. So we've seen this trend over the last few years, and uh, uh, that eventually it, it starts getting bad. You you have a bad season. Bad start to the league, okay. Uh, get knocked out in the Champions League group stage, you end up going to the Europa League. I mean, I mean that's how it ends up going. And by October, November, December, is the manager is sacked. You get an interim. Uh, somehow you scrape, you right off the league. Then you get a new guy. This is what has been going for the last, I think, the last three odd managers are same. And I think even for the. Fans from other teams are also saying like, "It's why I feel like this is repeating again." with regards to United. Like if everybody is noticing it, right? Like I am feeling bad. I don't know what's going on wrong. Defensively, we are looking shaky. That's the reason. That's one of the reasons why we are not able to win games. We are not keeping clean sheets, and we are letting in cheap goals. Right? Against Galatas, a like pure example. There were individual mistakes here and there. It happens. I mean, nobody can have a perfect game every time. Uh, there will be mistakes made. Uh, we got Casemiro sent off, and uh, we couldn't manage to, you know, kill the game despite being two 0 up. And against Palace, we struggled to score. Right? We couldn't score. We are not able to create that chances. Right? If you put the ball in the net only, you are going to score and you are going to win. So what's going wrong united are not just tried to play with this striker probably or collectively as a team they're struggling to play so we'll see what happens but they need a kick right we have not seen a convincing display from united right where as fpl managers were like Oh my God, look at the next run of games, right? I have double United players. I'm just going to get a lot of points, right? We started this season, right, with double... I think most of us started with double United,
1: players, Bruno Rashford, right? Yeah, I had a I triple United. I had yeah. a triple United to start the season. <laughs> yeah. and if, if you come Onana, I still have
0: Onana with me in my team. So, uh, that's how It didn't work out, right? Not every season goes the same way. So, if... Rasmus Hojlund, he's the important player here. He's he's scored three goals in the Champions League so far. He looked good against Palace. He's someone who's going to play an important role. If he starts scoring, then you will see United's attack start playing well. And we are currently not playing without a proper right winger, so we are struggling. So I think it's Bruno or Mount or someone. Mount is starting to play well, so. Uh, if United start keeping clean sheets they start defending well naturally you'll see a scoring goal that's how uh, football works but I think if you have an place I mean that's a big big dilemma so if we look at the fixtures right for Manchester United so who we play we play Brentford we play Sheffield then we play City so on paper right until This is comparatively game week 17. Okay, let's ignore the midweeks and all. Which are the tough games on paper for United? You'll say uh, Man City, Newcastle, arguably Chelsea and Liverpool. Let's say, right? But uh, form wise, it's not looking good, right? You will feel like go with zero United players. What do we do? Even I'm struggling. I have Rashford. What do I do? I think the best answer is Rasmus Hoyland, if you want, not anyone else. So, logically, what is the conclusion? This is a big, big, big talking from my end. You go with zero players, and as soon as they start clicking, you kind of figure out a plan.
1: Yeah. So, what I see right now, even Sheffield United and Luton are tough games for United. Every game is a tough game. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have to see if they manage to turn things around. But this Brentford
0: game is going to be very important. Yeah, in terms of how the season will go, it's going to be an important game because it's a home fixture, and uh, uh, if you don't win this game convincingly, uh, the international break is coming at the wrong time for all the wrong reasons. But do Do you
2: see? I mean, we've spoken a bit about United. I think early in the season, do you see uh, Ten Hag changing the style a bit because? I think there's a lot of reliance on fast counter, right? Uh, there's a lot of vertical play involved, and uh, I've been reading a bit of from United, you know, tactical Twitter accounts, et etc. Uh, the team is stressed beyond what it is able to perform currently, physically as well. It's always end to end. United never control or dominate the ball, right? If you guys are one-nil up, yes, you guys concede fast, but that's also the reason because you give the ball away fast, right? Uh, you. The press is now weaker, press is very easily, you know, most teams have gone past United press. uh, Except, I think, Arsenal match, I think you guys were really, really solid defensively. But apart from that match, I think most of the matches, teams have been able to cut past the United press and then it's just have a go at four or five players, right? And it's very difficult, uh, unless the team is a cohesive unit. And that response really comes down to the coach. I don't think Ten Hag will be sacked this season unless no. it keeps going worse and worse. No, it's
0: not. I mean, yeah, I mean the, it well, shouldn't so. happen. It shouldn't I think, happen. I think it's unfortunately, as I said, right on the top, right? So hopefully, if there is a takeover or so towards maybe a few months down the line, you know, that is where we need the change, not by sacking the coaches. Now things are going to work. And we've been hit with injuries. I mean, yeah, we've been hit right. Licha Le- is out. Lisandro Martinez is injured again. It's a recurrence. He's ru- he was rushed back apparently and that didn't work out. Then we had Varan who was injured for a bit. He came back. Luke was out. Luke is out for more longer period. We got in Regulon as his cover. Again, he got injured. Van Bissaro got injured. Mount got injured in between. He's back now. Uh, so I mean, Sancho is out for disciplinary reasons. Anthony had again the same sort of issue. I think he's back. Uh, so there's th- a lot of other problems, and that that has hampered the way United wanted to progress, right? There is like I think which game was it? We saw uh, I think it was Arsenal, right? Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire, and people made a mockery out of it. But that was because down to Situations of injuries, and yeah, we, we are having a tough time with that. We can't help, but uh, uh, I mean, last season was purely we saw United getting battered at start against Brighton, against Brentford, and immediately we saw us change in play style. We became more defensive, and as usual, we went back to counter attacking. So, will we see that if we see that again? Then, what is the point? There's been no progress, right? People will start talking about other things. I think hopefully once few of the players are back, I think Regilan could be back. I'm not sure. Uh, Will hopefully left hand side. That is the reason why we are seeing Rashford not getting this point because purely because Luksha is not there and our attack towards the from the left side is as good as Lich, It's nothing. It's a big chaos there. So I think if you have United players, you're on wildcard, I think it's better you go with none. That's the best thing. If you have, I have double Steel. I'm not going to press the wild card now. I'll just see maybe this Brentford game could go the way we want or could not also. Anyways, I think that... Talking the... Positively, uh, I think Rasmus
2: Holland do, does look like a good option, right? Especially for that second striker slot. A good defensive option. Uh, I wish he was priced like a million cheaper. Because he's still a fairly, you know, guy, not a lot of experience, but... Because of the fact that he was a United player, he was always going to come in a bit pricey at $7 million. Uh But if you can afford him, I think he looks like a guy who is going to give you points. Uh, second or third striker, depending on the kind of money you have. A lot of us have uh, uh, Salah now. Very difficult to get money. But if you don't have Salah, I think he is that ideal third striker. I, I would love to go there. I, I, and I saw the second goal from uh, in the match, in the Champions League match and against right? I think he looks super, extremely good I mean, Uh striker's finish holding off defender till the very end and then a uh, chip, right? uh, everything yeah. that you can ask from. Himself. I've been I've been saying it for weeks, even the
0: last time when, when we discussed Shankar, I said, if you want a player, it's going to be Rasmus Hoyland, somewhere down the line is where you'll go. I mean, Darwin Nunes is 7.5, I don't know what's his current price range, Nkunku was also priced similarly, right? So for Hoyland, the price 7 was fairly priced and if somebody wants to get in a net player, I think it should be Hoyland. If not, I mean, if, and nobody wants to get in. But if somebody has Bruno Fernandez and all, I think you need to stick. The United's attack is going to go purely through him. So it might be a lucky day on Saturday. Let's see. Those who have United, maybe the last hurrah before you wildcard in game week nine. <laughs> I think too much of United. I think I just want to talk. i mean, put this question on Arsenal against Man City, right? That's probably the. What is it, what they call it? Super Sunday, or whatever fancy
2: terms. Players. I have four players in that yeah. match three from City, two City attackers, one City defender, and one Arsenal midfielder, which non, most people don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could free him.
1: Yeah, I think we can. I, well, we are going to discuss later how many players are we going to fill for this uh, Arsenal and City game. So, um, the us the better. Um, yeah. I think uh, let's 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 go to the dilemmas because yeah, we, we have the, this. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, so we'll cover up that. Uh, yeah. There we
1: go. Yeah. So we we'll just jump jump straight to the third one. How many uh, players should we start, or do we start from the top?
2: I would start them all. Uh, see, at the end of the day, these are two good thing teams. Uh, I there's not a great possibility for Nil Nil, though. I still hope there can be, because I have Ruben Dias I am starting him. But uh, I don't think it's a nil-nil kind of a game. Both teams are attacking in nature as well. But I do feel, looking at the community still match, that Arsenal will play a bit conservatively, right? Of course, back then we had Timber, which provided us a lot better option than going with Jinchenko, because the physicality helps. At the same time, I don't see him higher than 2-1 kind of a game. Last season they had three-one, uh, but it was a error I think which gave Kevin de Bruyne a goal. So it's more of a two-one kind of game which can go either way. Obviously City being the firm favourites, but if you have the attackers, I would play them all because you never know from where you get your points, right? It's very difficult to predict these kind of games. Apart from Haaland, right? You know that Haaland will be involved somehow. Uh, Alvarez is looking like a player on form, so. I don't see a reason uh, to bench these guys. I remember a couple of seasons back there was a United versus three seasons back I think Ole was still the manager and there was a United versus City, and everyone benched Saw. I played Saw because he was on form, and that and Shaw scored a goal and gave a an assist. So, if 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 a team is on form, if a player is on form. Just keep playing them. Uh, I remember Salah scored 10 points against City a couple of seasons back and all of us went some differential captain while Salah was still the best choice. so uh, Not saying we have all the players of similar quality, but at the same time, don't captain them, but just play them.
1: Sankar, I just uh, have something, uh, uh, stats that I want to say to you. So uh, I've checked and uh, I find out that Arsenal's last win at home against City is in... 2017 in the FA Cup win that they won uh, 2-1. Since then, they have lost all their go- um, home games against City. I think it's seven losses in a row, conceding 18 goals and just scoring three. So, if I have Saliba, I'll be very worried if I want to start him or not. Yeah, that's yeah, my only I, concern.
2: Yeah, I think Saliba is a benchable asset, for yeah. sure. Uh, I have Ruben Diaz who is more of a City defender and City have taken clean sheets here, so I am starting him. But Saliba, uh, Arsenal defender, unless has attacking possibilities, is benchable. For example, if you have Ben White, I am more skeptical. Again, the team has changed from 2017 so much, right? The quality of the team has changed so much that uh, I remember the last two matches, both the matches uh, at home against City, we were the better team. Uh, right, well, one they won last minute uh, with a rodrigo goal, and last match, I, last season I think we were extremely good in first half, and they were extremely good in second half. Right. so I've seen some swings towards us in the last two seasons, and that's the reason I am a bit more confident playing our players. But at the same time, I think someone like Saliba, I'm not that confident with. If you are lucky, you get a attacking return. Uh, you know, he passes the ball to someone, and someone just takes. And like Saka scored in game week one, uh, but ideally, I then he is the guy that I would not play him or Gabriel are the players. Perhaps I will not play. For example, if you have a goalkeeper like Raya, and you have an alternative, I would play the alternative. Uh, but apart from that, fairly everyone, I would just play them and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious that uh, if Saka and Martinelli are out would be the factory for arsenal
2: for this game uh looking at the way Arteta data has been going it seems like it would be eddie and jesus for sure and trossard looks like he's fit so trossard might come in. so nelson and smithrow are still not completely fit so my guess is still it's more like trossard Jesus, and eddie who plays where is difficult to predict but my guess would be Jesus might might go
0: as a right thing, but he's played that before. Mm. Makes sense. I think uh, with regards to how many players we start for this fixture is purely based on how strong your team is, like how many plays you have flagged, how many flag players, you have, how many players are out. In my case, I'm just playing all of them over here because two players are currently flagged out. So we are going to be for those who are not wildcarding or have wildcarded and have flagged, players, I think. We probably don't have the, know, uh, the exactly. alternative luxury and alternative to do anything. We're just going to play them and just hope for the best. So that's how it's going to be, to be honest. But yeah, I think the, the season where Arsenal start beating City is the season they're going to win the league for me. Yeah, these are six-pointer games. Uh, these are six-pointer games. I,
2: I always believe that if you want to win the title, you have to beat the defending champions. It's not just mathematical; it's also psychological, right? If City go back from Emirates losing and, you know, having lost both the matches, it's a different season altogether. And I'm just hoping every season, this is the season right? last two since we've just fallen short. I am hoping that something changes this season.
1: Yeah. I, I, I believe they have a chance with Rodri out, especially, so they have a chance to attack City.
2: We have lost so many players, right? I would have loved to see Martinelli up Martinelli I think is a big miss, Martinelli, Saka, party is just coming back, I don't know whether he starts right. So we have a lot more injuries than they have as well. So you never know. And at the end of the day, I would have preferred City coming in with a Wolves win rather than a Wolves loss because I I remember the start last season, uh, City won every alternate game at the very minimum. So that's the kind of team we are up against. Yeah,
0: that's how the team plays. (laughs) <laughs> I think we're done with, we went to straight away the third one. That's how many places to start. Let's go on top with injuries piling up. Is it a good time to wildcard to remove the f- <laughs> This is, this is what we, we've seen people saying, Oh my God, I don't have, I have 10 players, my entire bench is flagged to a wildcard. I would rather
2: free hit than wildcard. I mean, unless you have chill you have S2, right? You have. Too many long-term injury players like players like Saka and all Saka DIB are expected to come back next week. They're expected to start post-international break. So, and uh, you I mean, I have seen it over seasons, you know, getting into international break, and I have wild once before the international break. It's so, so risky. I lost two players there in the international break itself. So it's it's going in a bit too blind, especially this season with the fixtures so much stress and the injuries frequency is so much higher I, I will never recommend taking that risk
1: yeah but uh, people actually already hit the wildcard button so based on what I have seen uh, from the wildcard teams people are actually um, wildcarding not just for this game week, but for long term that's why they actually include quite a lot of uh, the flag players I I see a lot of Boardman's uh, DRB Saka in the wildcard team so uh, I think okay. they're okay with as long as they can um, field 11 players and they just put put them on the bench and then they just target the long-term fixtures. I think uh, that's what they're trying to do right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, but but what it also means that you're hoping the ones who are not flagged come back to you not flagged? That, that's a big hope.
1: So if you're unlucky, then you might have six flagged players <laughs> instead of three and after the national <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah, and
2: Southgate has already named Aka <laughs> for the England fixtures, so you never know
0: how he's going yeah. to win.
1: Okay, so we move on to the next one. Yes,
0: we'll go into the triple Spurs Debate at the moment. That's with Sean and Madison as the two top Spurs play. Could be a third choice if you want to triple up? Petro Boro or Testin Hintobi.
1: Yeah, actually, I made uh, I, I did a study, I think Joe did as well, about the comparison between these two players and who are the better players. So we have seen that uh, Udogi used to be good because his price is cheap, but now his price has rise to 4.8 now. And Poro is still 5 million, so it's just a uh, 0.2 million difference between the two now, so it's not much now. And if uh, surprisingly, if you look at the heat map, Udogi actually plays... Uh, more advanced than Poro because we have, we have thought uh, Poro is the one who bombs forward and Udogi is the one who sits back. But uh, both has two assists uh, at the moment. But Udogi, uh, he, he has three red yellow cards to Poro's one. Uh, but you look at in terms of uh, XA, uh, X-axis, actually both are the same. But Poro has uh, much more higher XG compared to to udogi because he took a lot of shots he took nine attempts on goals uh, compared to udogi's just one so he's uh, actually very attacking and also uh, both of them uh, they actually uh, tried a lot of uh, attempted a lot of dribbles but uh, udogi don't seems to be uh, quite successful in his dribbles percentage but uh, poro has a much higher uh, dribble percentage and also poro is much higher in terms of bps as well and also, Poro puts, puts in a lot of crosses, much more crosses, and a higher percentage of successful crosses as well. So if you look at comparison of both stats, uh, Poro is actually a much better choice uh, for me. Uh, if you have this uh, extra 0.2 million, I think uh, I would have gone Poro instead of uh, Udoki. Uh, what do you guys think? I think we have the answer right away. If you
0: pick Udoki, you can give me one team stick, otherwise Poro. We don't need to answer, we've got to
1: answer. Definitely, because if you pick him, give me one, then you have would have whole uh, value, then it's, it's not possible to sell him or it's not possible to take two Spurs defenders right now, I think. Yeah. So we go to our next question. I think we have discussed about Man United. So should we discuss more? I'm worried that Aditya will cry if we continue to discuss. I will not cry. I will not cry. <laughs> can
0: we ever trust any... This should this should have asked... Someone should go to the press conference tomorrow and ask him, uh, can we can we trust any player from your team? Because I have him in my FP team. We better start scoring goals now. I can't take more planks. Somebody has to go and answer. Then only we'll get. Can we, you can never trust any player from any team is what I would say.
2: Yeah, obviously, I mean, it's too difficult, unless that player is Holland, you just keep your blind faith in every other player, uh, it's, uh, you know, horses for courses. Right? <laughs> just try it out.
0: I'm not going to answer that. I think we just, if you want, if you have enough faith in him, trust him. Otherwise, no, just transferring out. <laughs> Let's go to the next. That's with no SA Edward. I put asterisk because he could be back. Alicia should be no target fixtures against Palace. I'm going to change the slide to Palace's fixtures. Okay.
1: Yeah, again, I, I look at the uh, Palace fixtures. So in the next game they have is uh, against Forest. So I think the, the most owned uh, defensive player that uh, that they have since we, we are targeting their, their weak attack. So uh, most have Turner. So if you have Turner, you might want to consider starting him uh, against Palace. And next we have Newcastle. So Newcastle defence, I think, uh, people that own Stripier, Broadman, uh, Burn, whatever, I think should should be safe to start them. And and then the next one, have Spurs, and you mentioned just now, Udogi and Poro as well. So I think these three fixtures, uh, if you own uh, either of these teams, defenders, I think you should start them against uh palace uh, otherwise uh, i like, like i mentioned just now i don't see any attackers um, from palace that i i can really trust i i, I look at the, their lineup and they have ayu Mateta, maybe uh, sloop as well uh Ahamada is injured as well so um, they don't really have that the source of uh, scoring goals even if with aze they don't really threaten to, to score goals as well so if you own uh, the defenders from the opponent i think it's, it's, it's really good for now You guys should agree with this.
0: I agree. We will go on to the next one. <laughs> this one I have to talk here. I think the next question is to you: Can we afford to keep ignoring Trippier? I mean, I, 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 had enough funds to do, I think, Chilwell to Trippier, but I went Botman, and uh, <laughs> I think that's the dumb move I made.
1: Uh, again like i i mentioned in previous game weeks, the only thing that stops people from getting Trippier is, is his price and his price keep keep increasing so you're actually comparing his price with uh you you cannot compare him with other defenders because uh, there's no no uh, it's only trend that is more expensive than him so i'm actually comparing him with uh players in other positions with similar price point. So we have here the list, we have Diaby, Itoma, Ward-Prowse, Alvarez. All these players are actually close uh, in points to him. So you have to ask yourself, do you want uh, these attacking players or do you want Trippier? so if you want triple then you, you can go ahead and buy him but i, I see more appeals in uh the attacking players at like alvarez uh and and drb and mitoma right and even Rod prowse uh so if, and you look at the uh, newcastle's fixtures we actually used already used up two of our easiest fixtures uh, that we already won so of course of course we, are, we still have uh <coughs> two good fixtures coming up then we have uh Uh, Some tough fixtures uh, ahead with uh, West Ham, then two easier fixtures. Then uh, the fixtures will get tough after that. Um, I think it's against Chelsea, Man United. Uh, So, um, Trippier, is is, is, again, uh, he's proven that uh, he'll play in the Champions League and and most of the Premier League games. He's quite nailed so far. So, his owners should uh, should feel quite safe. And he's still taking all the corners. Um, Gordon and Tonali took some. Tonali is not nailed. So, if, if you have Trippier, I think, uh, of course, you'll keep him. But if you're going to buy Trippier, I think uh, uh, most of the wild wildcarders think that the, the first name on their team is supposed to be Trippier. I, I don't know. Because uh, currently, I don't have him. Uh, I think it's up to you whether you want to sacrifice your attack a bit uh, for Trippier or not. So, either way, it's fine for me.
2: Uh, my only question is, uh, how do you see Newcastle clinches? Do you think it will be fair, similar to last season or
1: do you see a drop here yeah so so we uh i i actually expected us to start uh, leaking goals when bodman is out but surprisingly we have a, a trump card in and last so he, he actually played in the, the last few games like um, prime like people, some of us say he's playing like prime nesta because he's really a, a rock in our defense and he, he really uh, does anything wrong despite being out of the game for so 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 long so if i think if uh, he can keep up the the partnership because he has a very good understanding with share uh, they played together um plenty of seasons ago under uh benitez and so i think the the, the back four of her uh, lascelles Shah, uh, and Trippier, if they can keep it solid i think i, I don't see us uh, leaking a lot of goals and there should be at least um, a few more clean sheets coming up and when when you have clean sheets, then you you see Trippier getting those bonus points, two or three bonus points. So it looks really good at the moment. So I'm I'm really worried of not not owning Trippier because I can't get there without multiple hits for now.
2: I had Botman and Burn. I felt good doubling up uh, because I thought that would negate uh, the Trippier, uh, you know, attacking BPS uh, etc. But with one and that being only Burn things are a bit more you know different you never know burn is a goal scorer now so maybe i am the winner but still
1: yep. i actually saw a question in the chat box that is uh someone asked is burn nailed uh he, he's, he's he's nailed so far because uh i uh how doesn't really trust uh, other left backs like target like hall for now. Um, so, uh, and we are going into the international break and Burn is not called up to the, the the English squad. So I think he, he will start this game week and we, we will see what happened after that. But I think he's, he's fairly nailed for now. And especially he's in the hot scoring form as well, like you mentioned just now. I think hopefully Botman is
0: back post the international break. I think that will bring a relief to, to all those who made the early transfer. Last game we can call it a tight slap. We we we, we got news that Botman uh, can we will play, and then we get the news before the game that both Vincent and Botman uh, kind of failed their fitness test, and then I think how gives us a proper update. So Eddie Howe is also part of the club of managers who 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 just just give vague answers. But for for the fact he was right. He he said that Botman is. Is injured. We all said that he has said in the past the players are injured and then they miraculously start playing. So we went under that assumption and it <laughs> didn't work out. Anyways, uh, next one we have. Can Bowman and Watkins maintain their red out form? I don't know. We need to ask them
1: and their managers. Yeah, so if you want to look for a differential, if differential, if you see like uh, Bowen his ownership right now is uh, just sixteen percent. Uh, Watkins is slightly more at twenty five percent. I think still fairly decent for now. Um, and then you look at the fixtures, of course, Watkins has uh, better fixtures, but you look at uh, Bowen's fixtures. Uh, actually, he has, he has uh, West Ham as uh, Newcastle and Aspen Villa, so two very tough games. But after that, their fixtures really get really good. Everton, Brentford, Forest, Burnley, Palace, Spurs, Fulham, and Wolf. It's uh, really a straightforward, uh, nice fixtures until game week uh, 17. So um, I, I can see a lot of people uh, aiming to buy Bowen uh, game week 10. Uh, with or without the wildcard and also maybe probably they want to target what crowds as well. So, uh for now, I think um, I'll wait. I'll wait until game week 10 before getting Bowen in. uh But he's, he's in, in red hot form, so we, we, we never know.
0: Yes, I mean, West Ham were a team that were kind of put off a lot towards the start of the season, even during pre-season, but uh, they're writing a lot of us off writing us off instead of us writing them off. They proved me as wrong. So, I mean Bowen has played well. I know historically he he has been playing well. There was a season when he was priced 6.5, uh, right? Where it, 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 I think it was last to last season where he was, I think it was completely uh, Bowen, Benrama Antonio all in the initial few weeks. And then I think last season they priced him 8.5 and people were like, what is this? And Obviously, he had kind of an underwhelming season, and this season he's looking good. I think for that price, right? I think uh, you're going to see a lot of uh managers that wildcard will get him in that bracket. Okay. We'll go to the last one. I think we we we, we spoke about this uh last game week. Mm-hmm. I think we covered about Abdullah Dokore, but now we'll go to Calvert Lewin. Is that hopefully is finally injury free. Uh, he's someone who who always, when he plays, you know, does something. And unfortunately, he's, he's he's not being able to play consistently over the last few seasons. He's getting injured with injuries, but is he someone worth considering? <laughs>
1: uh, yes, I, 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 I just got difficult. Yeah. I actually did, uh, again, I studied his past injury records. So uh, he started getting injured a lot during the 2021-22 season. And the most consecutive starts he has in that season is just three starts in a row. Then he get injured. Then he start maximum three in a row. Then he get injured again. And in the last season, the most he has is um, five consecutive starts, I think, towards the end of last season. And he got injured again. So this season, um, the only 19 minutes he has is, is in the last game. And Sean Dutch mentioned that uh, finally he has 19 minutes and he feels OK again. But um, I, I, I'm not really confident about that because every time we, we has some hope, then he get, gets injured. So I, I wouldn't get near buying him. Uh, I'm not that, that risky for that at the moment. So the I don't think you guys thing, as well.
2: The good thing about Everton is they're creating a lot of XC. I think they have had the maximum underperformance so far. Uh, right so the striker is definitely not converting and that means there's a probability that dcl you know if he's on form he takes those opportunities it's just that uh today i will i want to be late on it rather than early so i would rather see dcl scoring one or two matches and then go there paying 0.1.2 million next year rather than do it early primarily because you also have good Second, we already have Alvarez as a very, very good second striker. We have Watkins as a very good second striker. And uh, you have options like Alvarez uh, or even someone like Holland right, uh, as the third striker as well. So I don't see any reason to jump on it. right? I think if you go without Salah, you more or less can manage any any squad. You can get any players you want. So there's no reason for us to take that pressure and go for someone like uh, you know, DCL, unless you are an Everton fan, and you really, really, uh, you know, believe in it. Uh, he is an option. He is a good striker. He has a good record. But uh, he is someone I would like to see scoring goals. I would like to see Everton clicking before I go there. That's all.
0: Yes, hopefully he he, he plays more games consistently. Because he, he he's a damn good player, a damn good finisher. And it's been very... Bad seeing him getting injured and not playing consistently. So hopefully, uh, I think that was that Hames Rodriguez Kalut luin season, right? And uh, Luca yeah, enjoyed 170 or
2: 180 points. Sir. Uh, both him and Bamford were amazing that season. Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Questions. Uh we'll just quickly cover up captaincy, quick wire, quick fire. Uh I mean, I've I just I just listed on a few options. I've not added one option that Leon mentioned. I purposely didn't add that player, and he he sent me a text. He sent us a text basically. Oh, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, actually, uh, uh, is it the the goalkeeper or is it someone else? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I okay. I just want to say that uh, I I seriously considered, captaining Leno. Uh, because they are facing Sheffield United at home. I, I know the, the the ceiling is not high as a goalkeeper and but the floor is really high because Sheffield United has uh, the 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 worst attack right now and don't see them scoring again especially away. So maybe you can keep a clean sheet and get some safe points but um I, 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 my captaincy is not on him right now. I think uh, it's not on Haaland as well. I I'll, I'll, I'll just say um say it later maybe when I show my bus team so but I'm not captaining Son and Madison as well because I feel it's too risky because uh, they're carrying some some sort of injuries or some knocks I just worried that when they play a few minutes and they got sub off and then we are all in trouble so I'm not taking that risk Um, I'd rather captain someone that uh, might play 90 minutes or 80 plus minutes for now makes
2: sense
1: so who are you captaining
0: he wants to give it a secret. Okay, great. Aditya where are you going? <laughs> Mine is on default to at
2: the moment, but I've not even. And <laughs> I, I think people are underrating Holland as an option because hist- we have historically we have been leaky there. And uh, even at home, we have been considering, we make errors, and Haland is someone who takes on those things, right? Uh, I think he has a goal written there somehow. We are going to create, make some mistake and he's going to take it, primarily because last two matches he has not been doing that well. So uh, I don't think of him as a bad shout. Uh, other than that, I think it's more or less Sun or Salah. I am going Salah for the timing. I, I think we spoke about it. Are you going Sun by any chance? I,
0: I don't have Sun i don't know whether it is uh, leon is is it, is it anyone
1: from the list here i uh, i have son but i'm, I'm not captaining him so okay, I, I, okay.
0: He's, he's 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 just being too suspensive here yeah. i'm just going to change it and it's on watkins I knew it. so yeah. that's that's the first thing for now uh, i think
1: yeah,
0: we so, don't so need to I, explain I, that yeah. i do <laughs> just... you, you don't
1: have to justify it's oh sure sure <laughs> okay I, i'll just uh talk about my transfers so i i did the transfers actually sunday after the game because uh, I'll, I'll be priced out if I don't do the transfer. So I have sold Estupinian and bought in uh, cash. At uh, that time, uh, we, we still don't know about Estupinian's injury, but uh, I just wanted to bring in cash and, I, and also I sold uh, Saka. and that time, we we're not we don't know about that injury, but I, I, I need that uh, extra 0.1 million to get Son in. If not, I'll be priced out. So this is my lineup. Uh, Leno and goal again. Uh, I think Turner is a good goalkeeper to have as well uh, against Crystal Palace. Just uh, one of it is a very nice choice. And then in, in the defenders, I I started with three, uh, Cash uh, Saliba and Colewell. Uh, we 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 discussed uh, Saliba just now that um he might not be a good choice to start, but uh, I don't really know who I should start because I have player yes. and yes. yeah Bayer and also Guardiola because Guadio played 90 minutes again in the Champions League, so. Uh, I have to wait for some, uh, mass information again. And in the midfield, um, it is a mid five. Uh, um, uh, I have no choice, but to start him and have uh, Foden Rashford. Again, I have no choice, but to start him. Uh, Diaz again. Um, now we know that, uh, Jota is uh, suspended and Gakpo is injured. So I think it, uh, the, the front tree, yeah, basically, uh, fixed. So, uh, and so on as well. So, um, I'm actually tempted to unleash both mbomo and visa against <laughs> man united but uh, i decided against it because after watching brentford last game week they are really just really bad in in terms of attacking and of course uh, the striker watkins and Haaland uh, uh i don't know how to justify it uh, of course aditya said uh, uh, <laughs> i don't need to justify it. i just think that uh watkins um uh, he can continue his uh, his hot form uh, it's not fixed right now. I can, I might have switched it to son or Leno. someone else, or Leno. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, for now it's on Watkins. Okay. And I just want to mention, uh, um, uh, a short appreciation post to someone that uh, I know. Is, I know. I know it's coming yeah. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, but uh, just a short one. Yeah. So um, I have Colville since Game Week One, and he finally returned. Uh. A twelve-pointer and also full bonus points, and his, his price has risen uh, by zero point one million as well. So really glad I have him, and yeah, hopefully Chelsea can continue their winning streak. They, they won two games now in a row without conceding any goals, so hopefully that clean sheet streak will continue.
0: Maybe hindsight, Colville was the pick and not Chilwell. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Chelsea Chelsea had a barren run I mean in terms of conceding goals. But one interesting thing I see here is that there's not even one player who's flagged in this photo.
1: Yeah. So uh, Son, Son was supposed to be flagged, but I think he, he's pictured in training today. So I mm-hmm. think he's fine now.
0: Yeah. Okay, hopefully uh, I don't jinx it. We'll go to <laughs> we'll the team and there you go, the flags are there.
2: Yeah, beautiful flags. Post-Wildcard team, this is how it's been looking. Um, I've made one transfer, like I was speaking about. Uh H2Pinion to Lamptey has given me some amount of buffer money. I think 1.4 million something. The question for me is to how do I fund that Madison move? Is it via DRB or is it via MbuMo? Primarily because I don't have a lot of playing 11 uh, That's the reason I'm also considering a DRB move and playing Mbumo against Burnley before coming back. That's the thought. Right, uh, Just two weeks, uh, take that risk, uh, but I'm waiting for the news before I take that call. Uh, other than that, uh, not a lot to say. Right, I have Haaland, I'm happy with Bowne and Odegaard, these are good defences, were giving me some returns, some gains, uh, Salah's captain for the week. And I'm playing Ruben Diaz, Burn, and Kabore at the back currently, uh, but I'm still Debating between Kabore and Lambti, you know, just debating who, who, which team is going to concede more goals. So let's see.
1: Yeah, if if I'm in your spot, then I'll have uh, keep D R B because I think uh, they have, there are some reports that his injury is uh, not that serious and he might be even in contention to start. Uh, this, this game makes so even if, if it doesn't start, then uh, would you make a transfer or would you just play Lampti? Do, I don't think it's. <laughs> I would want to make it? the transfer yeah. primarily
2: because Mbomo has the Burnley fixture, uh, and United are not exactly getting those clean sheets.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Let's see if we keep a clean sheet. I will go, I will ring Sankalpan and tell him thank you for having faith. <laughs> Anyway, I, I okay. want to ask you, Sankal, how did your team, your pre wildcard team, perform? Pre and post, I, I think, when was it? So, who outscored that week? I think the week that I took them out,
2: mm-hmm. uh, Saka had a double digit.
0: I think we got the answer.
2: I had had a blank. So, last week was slightly better. Uh, and the worst thing was I had benched burn like. To the third place and he scored a goal in that nine nil match so it was the usual wildcard nightmare right you do it and you know that week your things will look good but you're going to get fun <laughs> yeah. okay
0: Anyways.
1: i saw they was asking you to play lamty they com- commented that he asked you to play lamty
2: <laughs> i am thinking of that uh he was taken off early he was taken off like 60 second minute kabore and that did not sit right with me so I'm thinking of doing that, and thanks, Neil.
0: Okay, we'll go to my team, and uh, yeah, I I'm in kind of trouble. <laughs> so if <laughs> Onana playing, I could, uh, I mean, I could start Turner, and uh, that's my back three because that's the three players I have. I have no other options. This is my team because I have no other options. That's it based on the flags. I I think I we we'll Do best opinion to cash and then, uh, if Saka is confirmedly rolled out, he comes in for Saka and uh, we'll just go with this team and just see how game we get. That's it, that's what I'm going to do.
1: W- will you consider starting Turner over Onana with Palace yes. not having any attackers now? Unfortunately, I will and I will start,
0: and Turner will consider Onana will keep a clean chip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. I'm, yeah,
1: I, I, I'm just curious. Um, what do you really think about uh, Onana's performance so far? Is he um just uh, shaky at the start, or will he get better, or he he just have that odd mistakes uh, coming every season in him?
0: No. Uh, it was a genuine mistake. We can't help. Uh, it happens. But overall, as a defensive unit, we don't have defenders playing at all, right? I mean, we have Amrabat playing left back, right? Uh, our main centre back was rolled out, so so well, Varan was not there for some time. So it is too much for a goalkeeper to do, right? There were a few games where Onana probably saved us from conceding too many goals, but had to let in one or two. But uh, you can't blame the goalkeeper in such a situation. I think he'll get better and better over the course. Uh, let's see what happens. That's how it is. We are conceding goals, right? So Onana is, can't help. Obviously, naturally, he'll say he's not performing well. You need to keep clean sheets, That's how it works. I think we're done. We'll go to the questions quickly. I think we've got uh, a of them. Yeah, we got some of them. So I'm just going to pin this one that is uh, hmm, rate my wildcard team. And let me just take this off for now. Yes. I don't know how it works for us. Our cameras are completely gone, but this should be fine. So that's it. Let me just move my camera. But yeah. Yeah. So if you have, yeah, that's Areola, Turner, Bone, Poro, Zoma, Cash, Lamptey. Then you have Sala, Madison, Son. Pedro Neto. Someone also, who's I think, is mm-hmm. not blank so far. Since some game week, I don't know which I said last time. <laughs> so Bones, Watkins, Haaland, and Archer. This is is Neal's current team. And here a follow-up question to this. Let's just see this team. And uh, that was... Uh, sure.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, based on fixtures, I would have preferred Burn and Watkins.
2: I like the long-term Trippier plus Alvarez move. I think Trippier has higher ceiling. Alvarez has almost similar ceiling to Watkins. Right on most days, I think they will get similar points. Uh so. Primarily, what you get is your overbun. I I would go for the latter.
1: Yeah, I'm just interested It's interesting to see that he actually went West Ham early because we saw that uh, West Ham only start their good fixtures in Game Ten, but he's, he 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 went in with uh, Zuma and uh, who else uh, I think uh, Bowen as well. Uh yeah, so I'm you know, not sure about the Zuma pick, is it? Is there other defenders that is better than him? Right now, maybe uh, a good as well. Yes, I, I mentioned last last gaming. that I, I really prefer, prefer a good over Zuma in terms of uh, set pieces, attacking as well.
0: Fair enough. I'll go to this one. That's Alvarez or Watkins.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I captain Watkins, so I have to say Watkins. <laughs> I, I don't think
2: it's for this week, right? It has to be long
1: term. Uh, Long term, I think Watkins have Great fixtures as well. Just depending on whether he can keep up the form, because I think Watkins is a very, very tricky player. Like you see last season, he managed to score like six or seven in, in a row. Then he blanks like five in a row. So you just you have to see that his <laughs> form whether he can keep it up.
2: Yeah, I, I think at some point of time Pep will do Pep, and he'll start benching players. Uh, irrationally, you know Watkins is a eighty minutes guy, more or less seventy five to eighty minutes guy, more uh, right. So that means and. Villa have done well in attack, so long term, I think Watkins might be the play, uh, right? In combination, if someone like you know, Tripier gives you that extra money, gives you burn to prepare, I would rather do that. But so on a solo basis, definitely. What okay,
0: I think the next question is probably for me that's how we treating Dalo in the United game, brand. with Amrabat inverting from left back really palm forward as an attacking footback or even in back three-handling defensive duties after United considering multiple goals. I think we'll write this and give it to Tenag. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think, think if, it's, uh, it's, it's because uh, we don't have a fit left back. Right, <laughs> Three of the left backs for United are injured and uh, the, the next one is actually loaned out, that's Alvaro Fernandez. He was loaned out at the start of the season. We don't have left backs at all. So hopefully, fingers crossed Reguil on his back and we can finally have a proper left back play. Is it a long term injury for Reni?
1: Uh,
0: I don't think so, but uh, they, I, I've, I've been hearing that they'll probably rush him and play him for this week because there's no one just this play somehow is what they're going to do i think don't know whether that will happen or not. we'll still see Amrabat. but if Amrabat still plays left by uh it's not it's not looking good but hopefully if reguilon comes in then we will uh, we'll see Amrabat. hopefully going into the midfield and playing with Casemiro and fernandez and then mount going on that side so fingers crossed let's see but no at the moment don't go for any united player other than hoyland is what I would say. If you really want United assets, I think Rasmus Wallen is someone who you can take the punt on because he's a he's a forward, and you'll mostly pick out players better assets, midfielders, and cover up your five spots. So that's what I would say. But defense-wise, just stay away until they keep at least two clean sheets in a row convincingly. Then you look at United defenders and goalkeepers. Otherwise, well, just
1: stay away. Yeah, okay, I'm just wondering if Onana can play at left back. Okay.
0: Then we have uh, uh, we have our goalkeeper to play. <laughs> Who will play? I think Onana will do both both the work. You can sign uh, Day I,
2: I I hear he's still available. Who <laughs> David Naya?
0: I think we'll have Bayern Diere play. <laughs> I don't know. There are some people saying that Onana should be dropped and buying Diere has to play. I don't know, like this. <laughs> then I will I'll have to force a move out. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think
2: is going to change. Last question from Gaurav.
0: Poro Puro, Pedro Puro has a possible point, captain G. 20
2: captain's pick uh, I don't know. Personally, I'm not as convinced about Spurs uh, defense. I think a couple of ones they have was a bit lucky. You know, United one was definitely lucky. They had a penalty there. They had, I think to more than two plus XG, right? So I'm not as convinced about the clean sheets. And uh, this week they are facing, which team are they facing? Luton, right? Uh, maybe, I mean, Luton do not look that solid in the So maybe this is the week primarily because Highland has the low ceiling fixture. Have fun. If you, if you believe in it, have fun. But if it backfires, you should believe that, hey, this was just a fun pick.
1: Yeah, but if you see uh, the way Luton attacks, actually they only have one way to play, which is to pump the ball from both the flanks and long balls to Morris and Adebayo and just uh, see if they can head it down for someone to to connect. So it really depends on whether Spurs centre-back can uh, deal with long balls and the the direct attack from from Luton. Uh, I think they might be a bit shaky and Luton might be able to nick. a a go at home so it's quite risky to go uh Poro as caps and see
0: let's take this last question and then wrap it up we've gone for an hour almost an hour and a half it's too long that's uh i think it's one for this after this game week i think is what he means to say that's a div plus holland or bruno plus potkins <laughs> what is the week after fixture? I have to first check that. I will just put it up on screen so that we don't get confused. So, as it gone, there you go.
2: So United face Sheffield United. Okay, uh, that's good. And we have Watkins. Where is Watkins playing? Watkins is playing West Ham at home. Right. Interesting. Sheffield United, uh, I remember Sun blanking as a center forward, right? I, I don't think Haaland did a great job as well. So there's a possibility their defense kind of overpowers the center forwards and allows wingers to score. There's a narrative there. So I might not go the Haaland way for next week, at least. But on long term, I do feel DRB plus Haaland looks like a good combination to go for. That's... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Bruno's FPL asset anymore. That, that's the reason. It's, I'm more in favor of Holland. Diaby will not match Watkins, but he'll be
0: close. Yeah, even I, I, would, I would say the same. I would stick with that. I think Diaby plus Holland looks different and might work. And they are players who, who will get the returns. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay. That being said, let's wind up the stream. I know this has gone <laughs> unexpectedly very long. So I'll go to our outro that uh, those who are listening to us on audio platforms, please do drop us any rating or feedback. We'll really appreciate Really appreciate if you know we'll help us push in those particular platforms. Those watching us on YouTube, please do subscribe. I think we are three subscribers away from hitting the 1.1k bar. So please do so that it will help us and obviously help in terms of YouTube algorithm. Drop in a like, comment on this stream, hit the bell icon for the next uh, update on the next stream. Uh, I think we might do a stream maybe during International Week looking at Game Weeks 1 to 8. Like what we've learned and what we can look for ahead. might be a bit early, but it's good to always kind of introspect and see how things have gone by. Yeah, so that being said, that's the end for episode twenty. Hopefully you guys have a great great game we get. Hopefully the flag players reduce in our teams. <laughs> it doesn't increase and we'll be back as I said. Maybe for the entire celebration stream or for game week nine preview. Thank you guys.
2: Thank you.